I'm Simon Fraser, and this is Phrase of the Day. Ah! What a phrase! Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to grow my Midwestern following, so go go uh, Huskers. Go Huskers. At the same time, go Badgers. Wisconsin, didn't forget about you. Yeah, uh, I was traveling. Love to travel. Was driving through here the other day, through Nebraska, for all of you uh, who are not watching uh, me in this wonderful T-shirt. God, it's a good T-shirt. I lost my driver's license the other day, though. I I lost it the day before quarantine hit. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's at some nightclub, but I can't get it. Uh, Speaking of which, my, uh, my passport is also, my passport's in Nashville right now, and I'm not quite sure how. I took a flight uh, for Christmas, and, I, I, and then the flight got, like, after I got, so I left my passport on the flight, and then the flight went to Nashville, and then I got a DM from this lady who works in the Nashville airport. She was like, I have your passport. And I was like, oh my God, you're a star. And I was like, could you send it to me? And she was like, absolutely. And then I was like, great, here's my address. And then she never sent it to me. Um, so, so my passport's in Nashville. I, essentially, I'm a... What, what's the word for when you're, when you're stuck in one place? Um, the... Um, I don't have the word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make up a word. A-nomadic. Uh, the opposite of nomadic. I am, I am fixed like a plant to water. Uh, anyway, um, also got a chain. Yeah, I've been making style upgrades ever since Ep 1. I uh, got a chain. I was watching a lot of... I pretty much binged all of normal people in one day. And, God, it's a good show. What a show. Oh, what a show. It's, uh, it's good. I, I, I binge a lot. I, I binged Gossip Girl one time. I watched all of Gossip Girl, which I think is like nine seasons or something. It's a lot, and like 20 episodes per season. Watched it all in seven days which was crazy. It was also during my exam period. I really liked Chuck Bass. So I started dressing like Chuck Bass. But that became a bit of a disaster because I, I got dressed up one day. I was dressing like this. And I went to Hamilton with my family. And we were there and I was, I was waiting for my brother to come out of the bathroom. And then this nice middle-aged lady comes up to me. And she's like, excuse me, are you an usher? Don't know why she would be British. Uh, in New York, but she's British in this story. She's like, it's a true story. She says, I would never lie to you guys. I'm a truth teller. They call me, uh, they call me uh, Gerald the truth teller back home because uh, Gerald's famously a truth teller. And so, uh, so this nice middle-aged lady comes up to me. She's like, excuse me, are you an usher? And I wasn't, but I said, yes, I am. Because I don't know why. I was just like, yeah, let's see how this goes. And she's like, well, where are my tickets? Well, where are my seats? I have my tickets. And I look at her tickets, and I, it says mezzanine, but I don't know where the mezzanine is, so I'm just like, go that way. And then she goes that way. She's like, thank you very much. And then more and more nice middle-aged ladies start coming towards me, and they're like, where are my seats? And, uh, you know, for the next five minutes, I was Broadway's greatest usher. There I was, just being like, you're going here, you're going there. Congratulations, you're in the front row. And she wasn't even in the front row. I think she was in the, the uh, balcony. Uh, and so I'm, I'm having the greatest time of my life. I'm dressed up like a Hamilton usher. I'm in the Richard Rogers Theatre, uh, making small chat with the popcorn vendor about the day's work. And then uh, the first middle-aged lady, the first nice middle-aged lady, 
comes out from the left balcony. I directed her to the mezzanine, uh, or so I thought, and she points at me uh, with a, and there's, she's with an indisputable usher, you know, black bow tie, red jacket, uh, and she points at me and scowls. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's my jig up. So I, I say to the queue of nice middle-aged ladies queuing, uh, lining up to find out where their seats are, I'm like, that's my shift. And I go and I scamper away. So anyway, that was a tangent, a classic Fraser Head tangent. Fraser Heads, how you doing? Oh, it's good to be here. Um, really happy you're tuning in for episode two of the pod. Uh, for any of you who tuned in to episode one, which hopefully was everyone, um, well, I've got something to tell you. I lied. I, I know I'm meant to be Gerald, the truth teller, but I lied. I said that Monk, uh, the lead character in Monk, I presupposed that his real name was Monk. Uh, it's not. It's Tony Shauhub. So apologies to Tony Shauhub. And Tony, if you're watching, uh, I, I'm really sorry, man. This was my fault. It was no one else's. I'm, I'm distraught that... I got it wrong, but if anything, this is good buzz for you. You have tens of listeners, even elevens of listeners listening to this pod, and now they all know that you are the greatest actor ever alive. Please come on the pod, Tony Shauhub. Uh, anyway, so I, I wanted to take this time today to chat about something which I'm sure which, uh, you know, people always ask me, and so I figured, I figured I'd clear it up today, uh, just for some clarity. I started performing stand-up when I was 19 uh, in New York City. And, and, and so the first few times that I performed, you know, I would, always, I would pretty much always bomb. But then any time that I didn't bomb, any time that I did decently well, it didn't even matter because the host and everyone in the audience didn't really care about my act. They always focused on my last name. The reason is my last name is Soros, uh, or Soros. I'm never quite sure how to pronounce it. Uh, Soros. I don't know. Uh, ask, ask Merriam-Webster how you pronounce it. Uh, but they don't. Uh, because of this, the host would always make jokes about you know like people outside waiting to kidnap me, uh, which yeah, good jokes. But I prefer they focus on my act. I always lived with it. I was always fine with it. Always, get, I'd always, I'd get bullied for it, but not in the way you think. Uh, the majority of bullies just revolved around the name. A lot of people, my name was Simon Soros. People would call me Seaman Sorass, which is a which is a tough nickname as a nine-year-old to take, because you get insulted at all as a nine-year-old, and you're like, no. But you get insulted at nine years old with that insult, you're like, this is the end of the world. But yeah, I'm pr I'm proud of my name. I'm proud of my last name, uh, and all the people in it, all the people who share that name. My great grandfather Tividar saved hundreds of Jews um, during World War II in Nazi Hungary. He took, um, essentially he took money from the poor. Sorry, the, oh, fuck. He took money from the rich. <laughs> Didn't take money from the poor, that would be horrible. He took money from the rich and then provided false documents to them and free false documents uh, for poorer people in Nazi Hungary, all Jews, um, and got them out. So good on him, proud of him. Proud of my grandfather, Paul, who was a Olympic skier, uh, number two ranked tennis player in Hungary and uh, became this very successful shipping engineer. His whole idea was uh, instead of bringing the ships to the ports, what if we bring the ports to the ships? 
and that gave him a pretty good life. <laughs> I always think, if I had just been born, that, I mean, I'm not saying that, it's a good idea. I'm just saying, I think if I had been born 70, 80 years earlier, I probably could have had that idea too. And I think a lot of people just benefited from there being less people on the planet. I think I could totally come up with ideas. I think Amazon, Amazon's the easiest idea to come up with ever. And it's only because I was one when it got founded or something like that, that I didn't come up with it. But if I were 22, if I were now, and Amazon hadn't been invented, you know what this pod would be about? It would be two hours of me saying, we need to found, find, found? We need to found? We need to establish a online marketplace. And you know what? I'd be doing pretty well. Uh, but anyway, so I'm sorry, got tangential. Sorry, Fraser Heads. Just, just, I'm a tangential man. Uh, so I'm proud of him, proud of uh, my grandmother, Daisy, uh, whose work with my grandfather, Paul, their fellowship uh, provides grants for immigrants and children of immigrants uh, to study at graduate school. Uh, you know, good for them. And she's also a star. Uh, if you've ever met her, you would know she's a star. What a star. Possible phrase of the day there. What a star. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what the phrase of the day is at the end of the pod. Uh, I'm, pr- yeah, I'm proud of everyone. I'm proud of my cousin Julian. He's got a startup that uh, provides chronic pain therapy to Alzheimer's patients. And I'm not quite sure how it works. Honestly, I'm not quite sure if it works. But um, yeah, actually, I'll hold off on being proud of him. But in the future, Julian, I'll be proud of you, mate. Uh, but when people hear the last name Soros, 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 I don't know, somewhat, please, dad, tell me, uh, they don't think of, they don't think of these people. They think of my great uncle, George Soros, who, if you don't know, is a notorious figure on the right. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a very committed billionaire. I'm proud of him too, you know. He's done great work promoting human rights, democracy, all around the world. Um, even the other day, he just gave a huge sum uh, towards uh, COVID relief and giving, just giving money to undocumented immigrants who uh, didn't get a stimulus check. I mean, what a guy. They can't argue with that. Um, I'm proud of him. I think he's a great guy. That being said, I see him about as often as other people see, say, their great uncle. <laughs> like, my other great uncles on my mum's side, I don't even know their names, uh, besides Kevin. Kevin, I love Kevin. <laughs> uh, so to have, so when people assume that he and I are close family, let alone boys, is this weird conundrum that I've lived with ever since I was, uh, I think, like, 14, and this 17-year-old at my school came up to me, and he was like, today, in business studies, we learn about your brother. I was like, <laughs> my brother? I mean, he did a decent lemonade stand over the summer, but I don't think that merits inclusion in a national curriculum. Yeah, I didn't even know George and I were related for a long time. Uh, before going to his 80th birthday party, which is like one of the few times uh, I've seen him, I posted on my Facebook wall, I was 10 or something, uh, and you know, your Facebook posts when you're 10 are pretty much as bad as they get. Uh, they are just awful. I posted this one. I was like, going to a B-Day party for a man who is the 35th richest person in the world. Uh, my sister, she was 21, she commented, Symes, delete this immediately. And I should have deleted it immediately. 
I've also only ever had one conversation with him. It was when I was 15, and I, w- I, was in- I interviewed him for my school newspaper. You know me, budding journalist. I was I'm gonna, I'm gonna interview. I'm gonna interview this guy. Uh, but this was before I had taken any economics or business studies classes. So while he tried really hard to explain his theory of reflexivity to me, I was much more interested in whether his new 2% stake in Manchester United meant he was planning to buy back Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> and, you know, since then, I think I saw, I've seen him once. Uh, we had, like, a big family dinner one time, and he was there. D- didn't chat with him. Uh, you know, the dinner conversation mainly revolved around my cousin's refusal to eat the spaghetti. You know, it's, th- it's this, it's this uh, relationship with him that really complicates my comedy career. Because if he were my dad or my grandfather, um, you know, I think it would be dishonest to not speak about, to not speak about it, slash use his name. Um, but the problem is, like, we just don't have a relationship. He's just someone who I, you know, I've got the same name and the same nose as him. And that's about it. Uh, so that's why I decided to change my name to Simon Fraser, uh, which is my mum's name. Uh, and looking back, I had, all the, I had all the names in the world to choose from. And I probably should have chosen a better name uh, than a variation on a 37-time Emmy-winning sitcom, as well as the most popular last name in Scotland. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. I just felt... That um, you know, Soros was too much of a defining characteristic for me, um, for something that didn't define me substantially in any real way. Everyone's welcome to disagree. That's just my take. Um, I used I, it's kind of like the thing with comedy is you always have to you always have to address the elephant in the room. And so say say you come on stage and you've got, I don't know, two broken legs. You can't, you can't just, uh, the, you, can't, you have to speak about it because the audience judges you before you even speak based on how you look or how you hop uh, or roll, I don't know, how you're dealing with two broken legs or why you've decided to do stand-up comedy. But you have to address your peculiarity or your, whatever immediately stands out. And for me, it was my last name that stood out. Um, you know, if your name is Michael Jordan, you can't just start by cracking jokes about airplane food. The only thing that distinguishes me and Michael Jordan, uh, because everything else is the same, uh, is that someone who comes on stage with the name Michael Jordan, you know, they're letting, they're letting their name define them. I, I see myself because of my distance from George, as well as, you know, my own personality, um, as sufficiently distinct that I don't have to use his name. I want to be defined by who I am, not by someone else. And sorry, sorry for getting so in depth with you guys, with you Fraser heads. Uh, didn't, mean, didn't mean to do that, but you know, that's it. There are other reasons I want to go by Fraser rather than Soros. Um, British comic in America makes a lot more sense to have a British last name than a Hungarian one or a Jewish one, which I'm not. Uh, but love the Jews, nothing against the Jews. In fact, uh, good on the Jews. Uh, Jews, good for you. Um, I also, you know, and coming back to it, I want to earn laughs. I don't want to be given them. 
yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will like me immediately based on my last name. Uh, a lot of people hate me as well. Uh, but either way, I, I want to earn that. I don't, want, I don't want anything to be given to me. I just want to come on stage to think stand-up comedy is such a democratic thing. It re you really get on stage and it's, it doesn't matter who you are, it's are you funny? And the problem with Soros is it changes that dynamic. Um, so, and, then, and then finally, just another thing, because there are some crazy people out there. Uh, I started stand-up pretty much the same time that some Florida man sent a pipe bomb trying to assassinate George, uh, and just for my own safety. You know, I'm trying to kill, not be killed. So that's just me. The obvious critique is that I'm hiding my privilege on stage, but I think, I think if you watch me on stage or just watch me here, I don't think anyone's disputing the fact that I am uh, privileged. Um, also, there are, other, there are other privileged comedians. Um, to be a comedian, you need to have a lot of financial security and a ton of other comedians come from, come from well-off backgrounds. And my hope is one day I'll get to a stage where I can, I can be in a position where I can help other people who maybe aren't in such a, a good financial position so that they can pursue their, their comedy aims. Um, and you could quote me on that, come back to me in 27 years, uh, hopefully earlier, but hopefully, there'll be, hopefully I'll have, uh, be able to help in 27 years, hopefully earlier. Comedy is one of those things, almost all art forms you need, you know, you want, everyone's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go chase my dreams. But the, the, like, what people don't talk about is you need to have a lot of um, security to do that. Not everyone has that. So I wanna hopefully one day be able to help. I'm not trying to hide my last name. Uh, I'm, it's, it's just something going professionally, it's just too complicated to go by my real name. Um, but you know, think about this, think about the greatest actor ever, Francis Ford Coppola, director of The Godfather. Uh, think about his uh, nephew, the greatest actor ever, Nicholas Coppola, or as he's known professionally, uh, Nicholas Cage. And it's just one of those things. Uh, Nicholas Cage didn't want to earn stuff uh, or didn't want to be given stuff just based on his family's reputation, and he managed to establish himself as, without a doubt, the greatest actor of his generation besides Tony Shawhoop. Um, I want to do the same. So anyway, that's, that's my take about Soros v. Fraser. Just wanted to, Soros v. Fraser. Uh, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, so uh, thanks, thanks for listening to that. Kind of a bit of a rant, but hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. If it, just to sum it up, I... I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything. It's just, I don't know the person who everyone, I don't know the person too well who everyone thinks of when they hear my name. Anyway, into a new segment. Uh, this is a segment I like to call Stuff I've Been Thinking About. Uh, so just, just gonna rattle off some thoughts that I've been thinking about. Number one, I think we should bring bullying back. Uh, not, not serious bullying, like, you know, we've got to have a limit, but just something that builds character. You know, I got bullied a lot, got a lot of character. Um, you know, if you, if, you were being a, if you were being annoying in, in high school or if you were being annoying before that, older kids would throw you in the bin. And now we're at this point where if you're being annoying, you're allowed to be annoying. Uh, I just think more people should be getting chucked in bins. 
I stand by that. Also, I like how COVID is making everyone, it kind of turns everything into a danger mission. You know, they completely aren't. We tangent, we tangent. Uh, COVID turns everything into a danger mission. You'll like, be like, I'm going for a walk. And whoever you're with is like, stay safe out there, brother. That's the weirdest thing when people call you brother. Like, no, we're, <laughs> we uh, took a seminar together. That's, we're not brothers. I was, we were speaking with, our, speaking with some friends. We thought it'd be a funny idea if you just got like 10 people who, I'm, I'm just find, find not the dumbest person you know, but find someone who's maybe a bit klutzy and get like 10 people to walk by them one day and say, nice hat, and just see how they react. Because by the end of the day, they will become convinced they are wearing a hat. Also, if you get everything but the bagel seasoning and everything but the elote seasoning, well, technically, you've got everything in the world. You could go to the supermarket, you put those two things on the cash register, and uh, I don't know, the, uh, you, could, you could get everything. I mean, what a deal. I watched this movie the other day, The Killing of the Sacred Deer. I hated it. it I walked out, mainly because I was terrified, but also because there was one scene which really riled me up. And honestly, it wasn't about the movie. It was more a general thing. This guy, Colin Firth, you know Colin Firth, he, he bought a watch for this kid, and he said, this watch is uh, waterproof under, I don't know what this accent is, uh, Colin Firth. Uh, Colin Firth, he's meant to be an Irishman. Uh, Colin Firth was like, this watch is uh, uh, waterproof uh, for up to 200 meters. He's Scottish, that's horrible. And it's like, who is buying a watch which is waterproof under 200 meters? No one needs to go under f two meters underwater. This is like targeted advertising for like James Cameron and the people the mob put on the bricks and then send to the bottom of the ocean. Like that's it. And neither, I don't think either of those two people need a watch. Yeah, I don't think James Cameron is gonna, you know, like be deep sea fishing. I, I don't know, <laughs> pretty sure that's not how deep sea fishing works. Uh, but I don't think he'll be water diving 200 meters down and be like, crap, is it 520 or 530? You know, also, if you're, I think if you're 200 meters underwater, you're not paying attention to the time. Uh, also, every lacrosse player is called Reese, and that's a fact. I don't like how EMTs, uh, oh, uh, sorry, I do like EMT. I like EMTs, and I like how they do their stuff. Good on them, congratulations. I don't like how ear, nose, throat doctors are trying to steal their thunder. You know, why have you gone for the ENT variation when you could have gone for NET, TEN, uh, you could have just called yourself inner throat doctors. This EMTs act in a matter where there is too much, it is too serious to be playing guess games, to playing who's who. Um, if I were to go down with a heart attack and my mate were like, get me an EMT, he needs an EMT. I don't want someone turning up with a stethoscope and be like, okay, well, just open your throat and just say, ah. You know, no one wants that. Stop that change your initials, uh, and better yet, just don't do it. No one cares about a, whatever, an ear. What does it, when you put your flashlight in my ear, what does that show you? I refuse to believe you learn anything more about me when you put a flashlight in my ear. Just ask me, what books are you reading? You get more out of me. Like, no one cares about it. Change, change the name. Change the name. Change the name, everyone. 
ENTs need to go and possibly, you know, just go away with them. The throat, actually, I'm pro. If you've got a sore throat, that hurts. And uh, the ear, but the ears, ears and nose, when they f put it up your nose, go away. Leave my nose alone, you, you anti-Semite. I'm not even Jewish. Uh, that's another thing. People always think I'm Jewish, but I'm actually Catholic. Because um, in Judaism, you take your mother's religion. And my mother is Catholic. For, for a religion, Judaism, that is so pro trying to get everyone on board, or maybe they're not pro getting everyone on board. I don't know too much about Judaism. My Judaic studies professor is definitely looking at me right now. And well, he's not watching this podcast, so who cares? But if you are, thanks so much for all your hard work. <laughs> really appreciate it. Let's get drinks. I think it would be, what was I, I was saying something about the Jews. It must, it can't have been good. Oh yeah, I'm Catholic. I'm Catholic. That's all you need to know. Because uh, my mum's Catholic. I see a world where this could happen, where like a bunch of guys kidnap this other guy, and they start beating him, and he's, then this guy's like crying. He's like, no, stop beating me. Stop beating me. And they're like punching him, and they're pouring stuff on him, and they're really like, you know, they start like kicking him. And he's like, no, stop it. And then they're like, hey, shut up, pledge. And he's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, nice, I'm in. And he'd be really happy. I don't know, that was a thought. My favorite thing, I have two favorite things on Instagram. My one favorite thing is looking at random accounts of white women and trying to guess if they're Russian bots or not. Because uh, you never know. And secondly, my favorite thing is whenever uh, any women post on their story wishing a happy birthday to someone who they just do not know well. They'll be, but they will like play it up as if this person is the love of their life, like they're Jesus Christ, they're, they're Mahatma Gandhi, they're Lenny Kravitz. Uh, they'll be like, oh my God, happy birthday to this one. Uh, like, and it will be like a crowd, they'll be at Fenway Park and she'll be circled, like people sitting like 10 seats apart from her and she'll like circle her and be like, she is the love of my life. I couldn't think, I couldn't think a day without her. And it's like, you're not friends. What is this weird charade? That's why like guys are just like, you know, we just will send a text, just be like HB and that's it. And then you're good. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm a big fan of women. Uh, I've always been a big fan of women. I think women are so strong. Here's the thing. I don't know if you've ever done hot yoga or soul cycle. Um, I went with a girlfriend of mine and Jesus Christ, how anyone does that. It was crazy. It was me. I went to a soul cycle class and it was me, my friend and 58 divorced women. And they were all, all, all Connecticut women. Um, and they were all like on their bikes, you know, like pedaling. And you, I was, just, and they were like standing up. And the whole thing was so like, because you stand up on the bike and just pedal, pedal, pedal. And they were up there for like an hour. I was like, this is unbelievable because I was down after six seconds. It was crazy. Um, women, I'm impressed by you. Uh, in fact, I'm not, cut. <laughs> let's, let's cut that from the podcast. That sounds pretty bad. Um, I'm continually impressed whenever I go to any form of uh, exercise class. The women are always better than the men. Oh, also, do you remember that toilet paper challenge that was going around when you, you would just like do keepy-uppies with toilet paper? It started in the UK and then it came over to the US. But because I have UK friends, uh, so I, I got nominated and then I did it. 
And then it was before like it really caught on in the US. And so I did it and like tagged some people. And then one of my American friends messaged me like three days later. And he thought I had invented the challenge because he texted me. He was like, bro, it's everywhere. Congratulations. <laughs> I was like, you got, you got the wrong idea. <laughs> I think it's so great when um, someone tells you, when someone like guarantees this will be the best drink of your life. Because it nor or like maybe they'll be like, this will be the best burger you ever taste. Because it normally isn't the best burger you've ever tasted or the best drink you've ever had, but it still will be good. And if someone gives you that guarantee, oh, incredible. It's like if you're driving through, you know, Nebraska, rep my Huskers, um, go Big Red, and you see a sign on the billboard which says, best burger in town. I, I don't think it's going to be, maybe it's not the best burger in town, but I know it's going to be a decent burger. So essentially, you just, as long as you, you lie, you could have a good burger. I have here on my notes uh, of other stuff I've been thinking about. It just says the South. Uh, don't really know what I meant by that, but I like the South. It's really hot. I've watched a lot of YouTube, and one video, what stuff that comes up is rugby fan reacts to American football highlights. And these rugby fans are the lamest people in the world. Because they'll, they'll like watch like Peyton Manning throw a touchdown like a basic touchdown. I mean, you know, I couldn't do that, but it's still like, you know, as a sportsman, it gets paid a lot. You expect him to do it. And these rugby fans will be like in the little corner of their screen, like kind of they've green screened themselves. They'll be like, the Peyton Manning will throw like a six yard pass. And they'll be like, no way, wait, no, is he gonna throw it there? Oh, mate, what a pass. That's unbelievable. That's truly unbelievable. I can't believe he did that. That is madness, bro. That is madness. Uh, that's another thing. You underestimate how many, if you haven't met private schoolers or, or people who went to private school in the UK, you underestimate how much they all talk like they're in Top Boy. Uh, Top Boy is the show set in East London. Um, it's a great show. Uh, but then all these private schoolers who grew up in like High, high Wickham, and uh, Buckinghamshire will be, and their names will be stuff like Michael Mapurgo will be like, Wagwan G, what's poppin'? And it's like, no, like, don't do that. Just say, hello, my friend, how are you? That's how I do it. That's how I greet all my friends. Hello, how are you? God, I really ran out of notes. I have suckling pigs that suckle. You never think about that, do you? Those pigs are suckling. Uh, they love to suckle. Uh, someone, someone tell me what the word suckle means because I don't think anyone knows what it means. If you can't look it up, just tell me what you think. I think the word suckle is, um, I kind of think of like, say you get into a jacuzzi and you're sitting in the jacuzzi and you start, you know, when like the bubbles come up and you're like, ooh, I think that's what suckling is. I don't think it's right, but I think that's what it is. Also, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm out of the UK. Uh, I love the UK, but... I saw, it's so annoying how people still use the word fit to describe people. Uh, people in the UK will be like, oh, you look so fit. That is, and it's, it's not like, the, fit here or just generally means like in shape. Fit there means good looking. And it's such a weird thing to say. You look well fit. It's like, N -n -n what? No, 
I don't even have anything for this. Just stop saying fit and stop saying peng as well. You're not 11 years old and going to your year six disco. Uh, sorry, I got, a, got tangential again. Um, but anyway, uh, th that's all the stuff I've been thinking about this week. Uh, let me know in the comments if you agree with anything, uh, if you disagree with anything. Uh, we got through a lot today. I hope I, hope I cleared up some stuff. Uh, if you've got any questions about it, uh, feel free. But thanks for listening again. Be sure to tune in next week for episode three. Phrase aheads, phrase, phrase. Uh, oh, phrase of the day today. Of course it is. What else could it be? Living the dream. Ah, what a phrase. God, uh, say you're... Say, say, you're, say, you're, say you're filming a podcast and you've got a devoted gang of Fraser heads tuning in for every episode. What do you say? Living the dream. Oh, I love all you guys. Um, phrase, phrase. Uh, what a phrase. Uh, Fettuccine Alfredo. Uh, let's, let's go in for a new one. Um, uh, France. Nope, it didn't work. All right, anyway, this is the end of the podcast.